what's a... good. <laughs> I thought you said, Mickey. hey, what's good? It's us. Hey, what's it's good? A... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to. Honestly, let's just keep it. Yeah. It's us. It's us. That's us. Uh, yeah, we're just going to like dive right in because we got no time to waste. Not today and not in this life. So let's get to it. Right, babe? That's right. Let's get it. And we just decided like we don't have the funds to be getting like crazy mics right now. So we're just going to be doing this cool pass off thing because why not? I don't know why I need to mention that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, Today we're just going to dive into some good conversation about community and relationships and friendships, which honestly is a really big topic. There are so many avenues in which we could take the conversation, um, but kind of as an overall gist of where we want to go with it today, yeah, we're just going to dive into how we define or how we want to kind of redefine, I guess, even friendship and community in our lives. Um, why we believe it matters, why we believe it's important, and therefore why we want to be better at it. Um, how we as people are not so good at that, and not just we as people, but specifically in our culture here in America, I think it looks much different from um, a lot of other countries in this world and how they operate and function with one another. And I really truly do think that the way we operate and function as a society and as a culture threads all the way throughout how we approach friendships and relationships in our own individual lives. And I just think we could do a lot better at it. Um, And I think that it is something that matters. So yeah, with that being said, I have a lot of thoughts on this topic and wouldn't be surprised if I end up talking most of the time, but that's not necessarily what I'm here to do because I want... Nick's thoughts to be a part of it as well. Um, So with that being said, I guess I'll just let you dive in first to prevent from me being the one talking the whole time. Do you want to give us a starting point first so that we kind of have a roadmap for where we're going? Yeah, let's talk about like what we've understood friendship and relationship to be in our life, like how we have, I guess, approached it or consistently been. And that's like mistakes or that just includes everything. Um, and then maybe how we want to like redefine that or how we define that now. Mm-hmm. So just like as a starting point, like what is friendship? Like what is relationship that? Which seems funny because it seems obvious, but I think it's deeper than we give it credit for. Let's do it. All right. Speaking for myself, Oh, something I've realized in like the last year is that I have a harder time initiating deep conversation, anything past what you could call small talk or just things that I directly. You want to turn this back so we can see your eyes? Sure. <laughs> do you want to do it for me? No. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Missed out on a moment there. Um, so because of that, I realized that my traditional approach to relationship up to a few months ago was mainly just finding people that I had something to relate to on, whether that be like Mm -hmm. basketball or music or video games and kind of building a relationship on that and then maybe getting to know some things about them um, along the way. But the main part of the relationship was always what we related on in the first place. And I heard this said once, and so this is how I 
um, relate to that now or what I would call that is friendships out of convenience. convenience. Yeah. Friendships out of, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah. It's not, I almost said necessity, but I don't know if that's the right word either way. Yeah. Like a good example of how I've seen, how I can see that playing out in my life was in high school and college. Like I like to believe that at the end of high school, I left behind the idea of wanting to fit in. Um, But unfortunately, I don't know if we ever fully leave that temptation as people because we desire to fit in. We desire to connect and like relate to people. And so oftentimes we will do what we can to make that happen, which is unfortunate because then we don't end up being uh, who we really are. Therefore, we don't connect with people that maybe we would be able to truly because we limit ourselves in doing that. Um, So yeah, you show up to college and you're like, okay, I play basketball. You play basketball. We're on the same basketball team. This just makes sense. Or I'm in the music department. You're in the music department. Sweet. I'll see you in class. That just makes sense. Or, hey, I work at McDonald's. Oh my gosh, you're my coworker at McDonald's. This just makes sense. Like we find a common ground, which in a lot of ways is a normal way to begin, but that should not be the, in my opinion, end game or the only thing that connects you. Cause then you stay there. You stay at this, like not to sound harsh, but shallow and surface level place with that person because you only have this one thing in common. And so what we've begun to, I think, create is just cycle of perpetual surface level relationships as a culture based off of common interests. And we only know how to have like a good time together. Like let's go do a fun thing together because we know each other from work. And while I love having a fun time, the moments in which I get like the most fulfillment from relationships and friends in my life is literally just grabbing a cup of coffee, sitting down, looking at them in the eyes and having a five hour conversation about where they are, what they're going through, what they long for, what they're struggling with, what they're loving about life and like being able to be in tune to that. And so, um, yeah, I would call that friendship out of, um, like, the necessity of feeling the need to find that right away. Cause we, we don't want to waste time. Not, we don't want to waste time feeling like the outsider. We want to do whatever we can to force some type of connection with somebody to feel a security and control over what can be a very vulnerable place to be in. If you don't have friends in like a new place yet or really anywhere, I guess. So I'm, I'm saying I've done that too. Amen. Hallelujah. Bring it Brooklyn. Um, so that was a realization I started to have is, wow, I have all these great people in my life that I really like, but I don't necessarily have any depth in that relationship. And even to this point, there's a few people that I can think of who they initiated that with me and I responded and we built a great relationship because of that. But now I'm starting to see in all these other relationships that I have the opportunity to initiate that and how powerful that can be. But also I'm starting to yearn for that depth. And Brooklyn is someone who's very relational, cares about people deeply. So it's come supernaturally for her. But in for my part, it's been more of a process of working um, on thinking intentionally of other people and wanting to have that with them and then initiating and taking that first step so that they can respond and we can start to have more depth in that way. 
I agree, but I would challenge you on that um, statement you made about me being a relational person because I've always considered myself like, oh, I'm very relationship driven. And I would say that that's a strong part of my personality, right? But we are all relational. Like every single human being is relational. And that's because we were designed and created by the creator of this world, God, who created us in relationship. He was in relationship with the son and with the Holy Spirit. So we were created out of relationship and then in his image. So for relationship. And so whether or not you're an introvert or an extrovert and that comes naturally, we all have a deep longing and craving for that connection and for relationship. It just comes easier and more naturally for other people. And a lot of us just don't know how to go about it. Um, It's so interesting because since graduating from college last year, I've been in the middle of this. I mean, we have both, but I've really just been sitting in um, a season of really unfamiliar transition, like a transition that feels like it's never going to end in terms of like the relationships I have in my life. Because you finish college, a lot of people move away and life continues to happen. And so there's a natural progression of life as we become adults where people get married and they move and they have kids and they get new jobs and we're on other sides of the country from each other. So there's a natural almost fizzling out, I guess you could say, of relationships like that's going to happen adult relationships look much different than when we were kids seeing our friends at school every day um so I have like an understanding for that but gosh like you still I I love all of my people who live in other states and I love all of my people who live 40 minutes away from me and those are people I'll never stop loving But there's something to be said about having people in our neighborhood, people in our everyday lives that we brush shoulders with, that we just miss opportunities to take a moment with them and connect. So I've just kind of been thinking about this idea of redefining what friendship looks like um, in my life because I have a lot of great people in my life, but I have um, always felt like there's just like something that's not fully there. And I think I've come to realize that I, my definition of friendship is just different than a lot of people. I really desire uh, a depth that most people are too uncomfortable to work towards. Um, But I think we all want it. I just don't think we know how. So I don't even know like where that gets us in terms of the kind of like structure that we set up at the beginning. Um, But at this point, we're just kind of like going for it, talking about it. So. I mean, yeah, one thing we're not going to have, I mean, we'll try to have structure just for the listener's sake, but (laughs) this is honestly the point of this is that we're just having a conversation and this is how the flow of conversation happens. I'm literally having, I'm processing thoughts as I sit here and something I do want to mention is this has been a conversation that Nick and I like have almost every week and there's like a new thought or a new revelation, um, which is exciting. And then I like feel extra passionate about it right now because I actually just picked up the book, um, 
Find Your People by Jenny Allen. Go check her out. She is an incredible woman of God with a powerful voice in um, our time right now. And I think that um, God has put a gifting in her that is for such a time as this when it comes to community and friendships and people. Um, and so I just picked up her book literally two days ago. I am only a little bit in and it's already like speaking to my soul so perfectly. And so some of the words that I have um, today are, I would say, even a continuation of some of the thoughts that she's put into my head the last couple of days that I've just been kind of uh, brewing on. So yeah, shout out to people who are doing the work because this is a really, really weak spot right now, I would say. And especially um, if we're comparing like our culture to others um, in, other, in other countries, we are, we are seeing communal living versus individualistic, which I think most of us know that we live in an individualistic society, but I don't think we see how that is actually um, affecting us all the way down to our souls where there's anxiety and depression that is literally hurting people and bringing them to the darkest points in their lives. Like the things that happen behind closed doors when you're alone in the dark, you feel like you're the only one who is alone, that the only one that doesn't have other people. Like that is where this individualistic culture has taken us is to those very private places that hurt the most. And how it feels like this really big, overwhelming problem of how do we get back? How do we get out of that? Um, probably never fully will. But I think that it starts with you as an individual making the choice in your day-to-day life with the people that are already around you and, and working to work that out. Um, and and that, that affects other people. So you can only hope that your attempt to set a new standard um, an example will allow other people to to join in on that. I really liked what you said about um, redefining friendship. And that's something that I was kind of talking about at the beginning, but sort of a continuation on that thought is that I'm at a point now where I think that my walk with God has really started to impact every area of my life and seeped in and... Yeah, exactly. So I'm at a point where my relationship with Jesus is actually meaning what it's supposed to mean in the first place, but it's hard to get there. But anyways. And you never will. That's true. I'm never going to be perfect. That's yeah. fine. But I am going to be progressing. Shout out Mike Todd. Um, but <laughs> I... Perfection. <laughs> something I desire so bad is for friendship to mean not what it used to mean as in I'm hanging out with someone and we do something together and that's fun and we have fun and maybe talk a little bit. I want friendship to be, I am going to open up who I am and my life with this person and they're going to reciprocate and do the same. And the beauty in that is going to be having that accountability, being able to kind of break down the shame that we have with hiding certain things in our life. I'm so tired of hiding. I think it's terrible. I don't think that it's honorable to keep things to yourself anymore. I think that it just gives all my saints. I just got to say the more that we 
keep things in the dark and keep things to ourselves and keep things in because we're scared of we're, we're out of fear of being hurt or being disappointed or being judged or being criticized. I'm sorry, you will. You will get judged and criticized by those few people who unfortunately can't handle it. But for the few healthy people in your life that sit there and listen to you in that, oh my gosh, it brings such freedom. It brings such joy to God because the enemy is winning every time we say yes to letting something hide. Because the enemy, if, if God is relationship, if he created us out of relationship and the enemy is the opposite of that, he wants nothing but those relationships to not work out. He wants nothing but for a wedge to be uh, put in the middle of two people being able to connect and really like get to a place of vulnerability with each other. And so one of his very sneaky tactics to that, I believe, is um, the internal dialogue that happens uh, where we feel guilt and shame. And so we talk ourselves into hiding things from other people and out of fear, which is also not of God. And we just find such release, such freedom in being able to connect through that because we are supposed to be doing life with each other. So to all my saints out there who love the Lord, let's do the Lord's work by not hiding in the dark. That's right. Because what's what's out in the open is um, what you can be held accountable to, what you can change, what you can work on, what people can love you through. But, you know, everything in the darkness comes to light anyways, so why hide? <laughs> <laughs> That's something I've realized is all the things that, I was ashamed of all the sin that I kept to myself. None of that even had an opportunity to change until I brought it out and let other people know. And there was so much freedom in sharing those things and temptation will never go away, but you're never going to get better at battling it. If you're just trying to do it on your own and your own willpower, like God's got you, but he gave you community for a reason and he created it for a reason. We also can't give anything that we aren't able to receive. And what I mean by that is, I mean, okay, so here we are. And for those who are listening, who don't have relationship with God, that's what a lot of these conversations revolve around for us because we do. And so that's kind of the perspective I'm taking on this next comment. Christ has given us the gift of forgiveness and he's given us the gift of million other things, but one of those things is forgiveness for whatever. He has the grace, he, he has the forgiveness that covers whatever in our life. If we don't receive his forgiveness for those things we feel shame over in our life, why do we think that we are able to um, gift forgiveness to other people in our life? So we're kidding ourselves that we're genuinely doing that if we are unwilling in the private areas of our lives, if we're unwilling to receive that. Same thing goes for any of the things that we want to be loving, kind, generosity, like any of those topics. Like if we can't receive, we cannot truly be giving. Um, And that's a whole nother conversation. But a thought I was having when you were talking, oh man, is just like, and I'm, I'm very sensitive. I I'm a huge feeler. I really want to live up to people's expectations. I want people to love me and feel like I am available 
and not off-putting. Like I want to attract that. Um, but I have to be what I want to attract as well. And so I'm still working on a lot of that, but I do just want to acknowledge like overall, we are too sensitive. Like I'm too sensitive. He's too sensitive. All of us are too sensitive. And I think that we hesitate to get to a place of vulnerability with people because of our sensitivities and our offenses. Um, But something that really stood out to me in the first few pages of Jenny Allen's book, something she shared was um, her her really deep friendship and sisterhood with her sister-in-law that she's very close to that she considers one of her best friends. And um, she does talk about how she does not believe we're truly friends with people until we've been through conflict. And I've been thinking about that a lot. And boy, is that like a really accurate statement. And then I'm like, shoot, I'm trying to get into a conflict with friends now because I'm trying to see, I'm trying to see if this thing's real. (laughs) But, um, but no, something she talks about, a little story that she shares is her sister-in-law calls her up one day, says, I I need to get together with you tomorrow. We need to talk to you about something. She's, you know, worried about it for 24 hours. They get together and her sister-in-law brings something to her that uh, she had offended her and she had hurt her. And she wanted to be honest about it and she wanted to work through it. And Jenny talks about her first response being like shock. She's in shock that she's hearing this. She it was the last thing she expected. And more so than that, she just felt horrible. She, she just felt terrible about herself. She felt horrible that she made her sister-in-law feel this way. And it's normal, natural response to be like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad. Um, but then that quickly turned to okay, like we figured out, I said, sorry, but she goes that quickly turned into feeling like I was walking on eggshells every time I was around her. Like, oh, I'm probably offending her. Oh, I'm probably hurting her feelings. And it really changed the dynamic of the relationship for the worse for some time. And she decided to be open to her sister-in-law about feeling that way. And her sister-in-law was like, Jenny, no, like, I don't want you to walk on eggshells. I want you to be fully you. Know that you have only offended me and hurt me one time. And that one time I came to you within 24 hours of the offense and had an honest, raw conversation, wanted to be mature enough to work through it and move on. You should be grateful that I am willing to be vulnerable and honest with you because that's how much I love you. And that's how much I care about this relationship. And so we often get it twisted that the people who are willing to be bold enough and have the honesty with us um, and hold us accountable and call us out, we we don't want that because we would rather point fl- fingers and take the spotlight off of us and feel like we, we didn't have, um, we weren't part of the offense. We weren't part of the, the hurt. We want to we don't, no one wants to be a part of that. Um, but instead, turning that perspective and going, wow, actually, I want people in my life who would be real with me. Like, don't, don't, don't I want that? Or do I want friends who will always make it seem as if um, everything's great and I'm all good to go? Like, do I really not want that accountability? And I guess, like, if you don't want to be better and you don't want to grow, then for that but I didn't tell I didn't give justice to that story like she writes it 
but I've just been thinking about that. And it's like, gosh, so true. We have to approach our friendships and our relationships with so much humility. We have to be willing to have the humility um, to receive not criticism from a place of wanting to hurt your friends, but to receive, yeah, being called out because we should want to be better. And it's in those moments that you actually connect with people more. And so, yeah, I'm like, I want to be an, I want to be the type of person that's able to receive that well. And I want to have people in my life that are able to receive that well. And yeah, it's really, really difficult for me to reflect on friends in my life that I've had that with. I can't say I've really had that. And that I'm not sitting here going, oh, it's their fault. Like I've not produced that either. So I'm trying to be bold. Yeah, so it's about that time that we give a shout out to a local business. And today, who are we going to be shouting out? We shout out MarcelMiley.com. Well, (laughs) it's Marcel Miley. He's a fiber (laughs) artist, but yes, his website is MarcelMiley.com. Go check it out. We're going to link it here. He makes beautiful work. I just recently bought my friend who is expecting a baby, one of his little uh, pacifier clips. Super trendy, super cute, great style, great colors. So go check him out. Yes, he's very talented. He's a beautiful person and he makes really beautiful stuff. I'm amazed. I can never do any of that. Mm -hmm. So... Yes, please go show him some love. Please go check out the website and let's get back to this episode. Shout out Marcel, we love you. That is really rich. I appreciate that. That reminds me of a friend that I have named Logan. Shout out Logan. Um, He is one of my favorite people and he is so in tune. He is so sensitive and caring and kind. But I remember one time he said something that was like completely just calling me out. Um, I love to make music and a lot of the people that I'm around don't really have that same passion, but maybe have a little interest. So I've tried to get people to like come make music with me. And um, he just said something about how it felt like I was pressuring him into it or like peer pressuring. And in that moment, I was like, oh man, like I felt... I felt hurt. I felt defensive about it because that wasn't like my intention with it. But the more that I kind of sat there with that and thought about it, yeah, I was totally pressuring people into something that maybe they didn't even care about. And it was just because I cared about it. And so it was a selfish thing. And I never would have realized that if he hadn't have told me, but it was also just such a step of courage on his part to put his neck out and say something that could really hurt my feelings in order to get across like, Hey, I care about you and I don't want you to make other people feel this way. And so I can't say that I'm good at receiving cause I'm not, I am a pretty defensive person by nature. I like to be right. <laughs> I like to feel like I'm being understood and explained away, even if I know that I'm in the wrong. And so with relationship, Something really important that I'm trying to latch on to is doing a good job of listening well, listening intentionally and hearing the heart of what someone else is trying to say. And not having to fix or have the answer like we just need people who are going to sit there with us. Hmm. 
We don't need to fix and have the answer. And I'm not here to generalize, um, but I will say that a lot of men in my life have had this, I think, um, natural desire to want to fix. And so um, I like I'm talking about my dad or my grandpa, or, you know, the men in my life in that way. And now Nick um, and oh my gosh, they mean well. And sometimes it is really helpful. But then sometimes I'm like, I just need to feel this and I need you to let me and I need you to sit here with me. Like, I want you present because I want to know that like you love me and you're going to be here for me in that way. But I do not need you to fix and I do not need you to um, try and have the perfect response right now. Like take that pressure off yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel that too with my girlfriend sometimes. Um, like somebody brings something to me and I'm like, oh gosh, I wish I, I wish I had an answer for them. And it's usually from a good place. Like I wish I had an answer because I don't want them. Like I hurt that they're in this place. I hurt for them and they're hurt, but we can't always do that. We can't always be that. Mm-hmm. That's true. Sometimes being a good friend, or this is just in general in relationship, Sometimes the best thing you can do for someone is just, yeah, like sit with them and just listen. Sometimes people need that more than they need a response. And And I think asking questions is good. Like, I think it's okay to be a straight shooter in the sense of like, say you were going through something and I was sitting there like, oh my gosh, how to respond. I don't know what he needs. Like maybe he does want a response. Maybe that's not helpful. Being like, what do you need from me right now? Mm-hmm. being willing to have that dialogue of what do you need from me? What would be helpful so that it doesn't become about you and your response. Um, but it also meets the need of your friend or your person in that moment. Um, and if it's, I just need you to sit here, then, you know, if it's, you know, I really want your, your advice on that. Then that invitation is handed out, um, rather than being forced. But, Ugh, I just love the idea of not sending the response and not receiving the response of like, I'm just so busy anymore. Like, I don't want to say it's an excuse because um, I obviously have boundaries in my own life for like the way I spend my time um, and that's healthy. But I also don't want to default to that response and be that person so often that I become unavailable to the people in my life. Um, Because Jenny also talks about like friendship is like true, intimate, vulnerable relationship with people is past meeting up with them every couple months and then catching up. It's the people we do day to day with that know the ins and outs of how we're doing day to day and what's going on and like know me well enough to know when I'm out of town and to anticipate me coming back and that know me well enough to drop off a casserole and people just dropping into each other's homes when it doesn't have to be marked into the calendar, you know, like what happened to that? kind of idea of communal living and just being with one another and doing the mundane and knocking on your friend's front door when they don't expect it and they're in their robe, but nobody cares that they haven't showered. And you say, can I help you fold your laundry? And can we just chat? Like just doing the normal with each other rather than it being, I live for the weekends and I have it scratched out in my calendar that I'm grabbing dinner with 
my friends on Saturday night and we're all dressing up like those are fun things that we do. And I love doing that. But like true living with one another in relationship is like doing the mundane together. You know, not just living for those fun moments together, but like really knowing each other. So I don't know. I feel like I'm <laughs> like punching that in, but I just desire that a lot. I really desire that. And it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to be like a process of initiating and being rejected and initiating and initiating and praying for it and praying for those people and for God to reveal those people in my life and to build that village in my life and build those people in my life. And yeah, it takes work just like most good things. Mm -hmm. But I just feel very passionately about it. Yeah. So don't come up to me and go, how are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Good. Like, if we have that kind of interaction, I'm like, that's not it. I'd rather honestly not talk to somebody than have that interaction. Mm -hmm. I'm so over that. <laughs> that is one thing on this podcast. Oh on this podcast, we want to invite you to join us in kind of a posture in life that we yeah. want to emulate, which is we go in there, but we go in deep. We're not, um, I mean, shout out to Transformation Church, their whole word for the year this past year was anchored. And the whole idea of that is you don't need to anchor if you're in the shallow, like you got to be going deep. So that's something that both of us really desire. And we hope that in joining us in this experience and that also in your lives that you find ways to seek going deep and that that becomes important to you because that's where you really find connection with people. That's how you really love one another. And that's where you let God in, in a way that just isn't normal. And it's not like the rest of the world. Yeah. I'll just kind of end on this thought. I believe we are all this way because I believe this is how God designed us, that every human being craves to be seen and to be known. But like being truly seen and known takes steps that are awkward and uncomfortable with each other. And in order to reach a place of intimacy and vulnerability in our relationships with one another and to be truly seen and known, we have to take the steps to be vulnerable and to be transparent about our lives, to talk about how we really are and what we really long for past how's work, how are our kids, how is your husband, what's he up to? Like, we talk about those things too. And those things matter, but we have to have the discipline, I believe, to share in order to reach vulnerability with each other, which leads to being seen and known. And I think we all crave that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In a future episode, we'd love to talk about some of the more practical side of seeking community and friendships, because obviously right now, this episode has been kind of talking about how we view it, how, um, things that have changed our minds, priorities that we have in relationship. But we do want to kind of unpack how do you get to that place and how do you make changes in your personal <laughs> life and in your walk that will get you to a place like that. And the cool part is we're still figuring yeah, it out. I was going to say, we in no way know what we're talking about. Yeah. So this is, this is a, I don't know, an exercise. We're all in together. We're all figuring this out, but we just want this to be a journey that we do with you guys as we do it ourselves and with the people around us. 
A lot of, I mean, I feel like a lot of the things we have to talk about, they have like personal experiences sprinkled in and it's like, oh, this thing happened and now I really want to get that out there so that somebody else doesn't have to walk through this. Mm. But then most of the stuff too is like, oh, I'm constantly thinking about this and I just want to share that and open up that conversation with other people because this is where I'm at. Not because I've arrived to any of these places. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We're not by any means where we want to be. I don't think yeah, yeah, that, you made the point. Clear. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. We've said it before. We'll say it a million yeah. times. But thank you for joining us. And <laughs> that's not like a bad side, but it wasn't. We will catch you next time. We love you guys. We're praying for you guys and be praying for us too as we all grow together. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Peace out. Mm-hmm.